Henshin Inspection presents Kissing Concrete. This is MJ. I'm an author. I'm an artist. I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Visit mjmunoz.com slash kc for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow as I continue on this journey of Kissing Concrete. So this episode, I don't remember the title. Oh, I do remember the title, actually. It's funny, uh, looking at the wiki, there was a, uh, a duality to it. The dub name of the title and the uh, Japanese name of the title are different. The Japanese is something like a steel-framed individual, <laughs> and uh, the Iron Couple is the name of the dub title. And that, uh, well, anyway, it's, uh, well, those are the titles. Uh, I have some questions that were brought up by this episode that I'd like to discuss, and I'm going to kind of talk about the questions first and then hopefully have a good enough discussion of them. And then I will switch over to talking about the spectacle that is this show, because uh, as much as I'm interested in story and characters and ideas, I really uh, I'm into Sakuga or whatever you want to call it. Um, I love uh, I love all the things that can be done with animation and they're really exciting to watch. And I love uh, the visuals and the um, uh, the style and the energy that is embodied by tokusatsu itself by special effects and uh gosh it's really good stuff so anyway i'll get to my like henshin inspection analysis questions or or, or points that i want to work off of and then i will talk about the spectacle for a couple minutes and then i'll get out of here all right so here are my questions big questions i want to examine i'll throw all of them at you and then i'll come back i'll circle back if humans can become machines and machines can become human then what makes a person a person? What is the anatomy of the soul? What is the anatomy of justice? How can justice mean different things to different people? Is the heart of justice the destruction of evil, or is it something else? Now, given my criteria for pension heroes needing to be heroic and needing to affect some change in the outside world that reflects the change in their inside, um through their story and them changing and transforming dramatically uh, in order to deal with the crisis of whatever is happening. Uh, these, these questions are kind of relevant. At the end, uh, this is full spoilers, of course, um, Shiba has dubbed himself Iron Detective Kaito, or Raito, Iron Detective Raito, and he goes and he attacks um, I want to call him Shiryuki, but I know that's not his name. Um, he attacks uh, Jiro. Um, Hitayoshi, that's what it is. Anyway, uh, some of the way uh, Furota's uh, dub actor says, Hitayoshi really impacted me. Anyway, uh, but he attacks Jiro, and Jiro tells him at that time, neither one of us is uh, representing justice or is a, like a, an emblem of justice anymore. So like, I don't know, like, let's stop fighting, or what are we doing, this is pointless or something, and Raito's like, yeah, well, we're gonna fight anyway, uh, which was kind of funny, because uh, it reminds me of how, in certain tokusatsu, well, just in Comrade, how you have the good writers, you know, writers fighting writers all the time, instead of monsters, or kaijin, or, you know, whatever, anyway, um, this is kind of an interesting thing, but, um, regardless, uh, you know, how does that work, how does it work that, uh, Shiba becomes Raito, he becomes a villain, essentially, because, uh, Shiba is a detective. It's like Robocop. The great detective dies, and then somebody comes along and puts his brain and his personality into a robot. So he's not a cyborg. He's a little bit more like Hikaider, no, Hakaider, where he's got a, a brain in a robot body. Um, that, that's all I know about Hakaider, because I don't remember the Hikaider series that I, from when I watched 
So back on task, um, you know, what does that mean? Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's a curiosity. Uh, the, it would be almost meaningless if it wasn't contrasted with, um, uh, gosh, Megashin, Megashin, Android Megashin, which Android Megashin is the composite form of the, uh, type A and type B androids, the male and female who are drawn together as if they're in love or something like that. But it's really because their purpose is to become the ultimate weapon when they merge after infiltrating a city, uh, cause they can spy, they can be made to look like anybody, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, those two have a heart for justice. But they're just robots. And, and Raito himself, Shiba, is upset about that. And he challenges Jiro on that. What does it mean that, you know, how can I be unjust? How can I be evil? And they're just when they're just machines. And I have the heart or the brain and personality of a man, at least. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, and then Jiro answers him that it's about, you know, the fact that machines or computers will flawlessly execute justice uh, once the good ideas of justice have been put into them. So it's kind of like a junk in, junk out thing. But it's also... Um, an interesting question that, uh, it doesn't really matter. And I like this from a sci-fi perspective and stuff. It doesn't really matter where you come from or what your origins are. You can be a clone, you can be a robot, you can be a, you know, sophisticated AI or or whatever, but you can still have a heart. You can still be righteous and still be just because, um, well, I guess we're jumping into what is the anatomy of justice? The anatomy of justice is there is right and there is wrong. Is justice all about destruction, which Shiva seems to think at least before he becomes Raito? I don't know. Maybe he still thinks that when he is Iron Detective Raito because he, you know, wants to cause uh, great destruction in Japan. He wants to get the uh, ultimate weapon, this, which he thinks is a giant bomb, uh, to go off somewhere in Japan at like a sports event. Like the bo- He's like the Boston Bombers, guys. Um, and he wants to do that to prove a point. And what's his point? I don't know. But clearly he's going to engage in an act of terrorism because he feels like what the Japanese government has done against somebody, I don't know who, is so wrong. It might be the war. He mentions about the, um, earlier when he's just Shiba, uh, in, in, uh, 42. So th- this takes place in, again, it's a five-year gap between year 47 and year 42 of this era. Anyway, um, he talks about the fact that, uh, so many young men and women died, uh, for, like, while he was protecting this idea of justice that turns out to, like, have been rejected by Japanese government. So there's a war that went on before uh, this happened. So you've got, like, you know, people hurt by war, war-wounded veterans potentially coming into play. I don't know. We'll have to see about that specifically. But obviously, uh, Shiba was affected by the war, and uh, he's against the sacrifice of these people being used. And I don't know enough about Japanese nationalism. I'm not saying, oh, all right, Japanese nationalism, Nazis. No, I'm not, I just, I don't know what it's like to be a Japanese national and what it is and what it means to have pride in your country. And Japan hasn't had a military since World War II. Uh, they just have the self-defense force, right? So we've got that context to, to consider. But in the world of Concrete Revolution, there is a war that they're referring to. And it very well could be that it's World War II that they're referring to and that uh, it's been decades since then and you know, technology has you know, crawled along or whatever. Because I think this is supposed to be like an alternate 70s, but it's a little unclear to me. Anyway, um, which I guess that would make sense in the context of Equus because Equus is such a cool looking like older car. <laughs> it reminds me of like a Datsun or something. Uh, but then again, that's a Japanese car, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, so... Or was it originally? It's Japanese. It doesn't matter. It's a, that's a tangent. A bad tangent. Sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, getting to this this heart of justice. Like, in my opinion, justice is uh, seeing that things are made right for people. 
And is the heart of justice destruction? I don't think so. Maybe, like, at worst, it's the destruction of evil because evil will not allow you to reform it. Um, but it takes a lot of heart and it takes a lot of effort to try to reform evil. And I don't know that that's so easy to do. And, and really, uh, the change, you know, you gotta be the change you want to see in the world, right? Uh, the change of, of, you know, moving towards justice would be for you to be more just. And what does it mean for you to be more just? Maybe it means for you to do everything you can to repair the world one thing at a time, starting with yourself and then going out from there. And, um, and making things right, but like a blatant act of destruction, even if it would call attention to a greater evil that ha that's happening, is still evil. It, it's it's unjust, and I don't know where Jiro's coming from, but he doesn't want to, he keeps wanting to talk to people. He wants to talk to the robots, um, to this android uh, lady uh, who he first finds, even though she's like kind of done some attacks and some bombings on, on robots though, right? She's destroyed robots, which robots are property, robots, I, you know, I'm arguing that robots are people, I'm arguing that these robots are people, you know, Sheba, uh, as well as uh, the two robots that make up uh, Megashin, Android Megashin. So, um, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, like to me, I, I agree with the sci-fi premise. It doesn't matter who you are, what your origin is. If you're alive and you're thinking and you're, you know, basically like if you have a conscience, you have a heart and you deserve, you know, respect. But then again, my principles push me back towards, uh, you know, respecting all life, um, in it's all its various forms. And with rights, with respecting rights of life, it's about things that you can't do to somebody, not things that I'm owed because I'm alive, but it's what can't you do to me? You can't attack me. You can't kill me. You can't steal from me. You can't uh, defraud me. You can't hurt me and injure me in these different ways just because you want to and just because you can. Just because you have the power to do something doesn't mean it's right. And if an injured party has been injured or if, if a party has been injured, the way for them to seek justice is to go to others or go to the person who hurt them and appeal to them, hey, you did this to me. It hurt me. Make it right. And that person, even if they didn't mean to, should be able to stop and reflect and say, you know what? You're right. I did hurt you. I'm sorry I didn't mean to. And what can I do to make it right? And then from there, you have to mediate out what it is that uh, that makes things right. It could just be an apology. It could be you know, some sort of penance. It could be some sort of uh, you know, payment or, or um, not reciprocation, but some sort of payback for what they did. Uh, and, and that could be, mean a multiple th multitude of things. But when you have individuals deciding that, it's better than if you have one person uh, mandating it for everybody. If it's a one-size-fits-all thing, then I think that's what leads to the twisted ideology that Sheba or uh, whatever, Raito, he, as he calls himself, um, exhibits. Because he wants to see justice done. He wants to see the hurt that was done to him and these other people fixed. And the only way he can see to do it is by causing the Japanese government to have their attention drawn to it. Maybe having the Japanese public have their attention drawn to it because maybe it's putting under secret. Because he complains about the Bureau having all this secrecy too. Um, so maybe he wants to bring things out into the light so that they can be healed, so they can be addressed. But he's just doing it in a terrible way that'll cause others to be hurt, that'll cause others to be victims, and they'll cause others to become uh, people who want and crave vengeance against him the way that he wants and craves vengeance or justice against these other people. The justice, the, the, the call for vengeance is, um, is coming. It's like how they say rioting is the voice of the, uh, the voiceless or whatever. Um, the call for, for vengeance is, uh, like a cry for just, for justice denied and starved. And the person needs this so desperately that they'll do anything they can to get it.
So I don't know that I've actually covered the questions of, you know, I, I think I've definitely dived into what is the heart of justice and what is the show saying about it, maybe. Uh, but I don't know that I really talked about what it is to be, you know, like the personhood issue. But that's a really big issue that I, I don't think I can, uh, you know, I, I, I gave my own little version of it. But I mean, that's that's up for discussion. I'd love to hear um, comments from you folks uh, checking this out uh, in, you know anywhere uh, over on odyssey uh which is my main platform now for video stuff or over on wordpress where i have the video uh i'll have the video embedded and i'll have the audio there as well as the show notes and everything over at mgmunjuslook.com slash uh kc um and i'll be updating the page for that so anyway um and you can also find everything under the henshin inspection uh you can just uh, subscribe to henshin inspection and get everything that i release uh with that because i'm doing things in an interesting way where I can have individual feeds for everything or I can just have the one main feed for Henshin Inspection. You can get all the stuff that falls under the umbrella of Henshin Inspection. So I'm going to pause for a couple seconds and I will uh, gather my images and I will be back to talk about them. So I've got a lot to say about the videos of this show. I'm going to try to make it snappy and uh, get out of here because I already went over the time I wanted to go over, but I thought I said good stuff. So anyway, here we go. On the videos of the show. I really enjoy, uh, I think I like Studio Bones. I can't remember what else of theirs that I've seen. I'm trying to think, was SSS S. Gridman? No, that was Trigger. Um, anyway, I don't know all the intricacies of who did what at Trigger or at Bones, uh, and Trigger for that part. Um, that made, makes me like their stuff, but I really do like it. Um, very cool. Uh, somebody mentioned to me when I did a Skullman review a while back over on Swinging Through Comics that, um, the, uh... That what? Oh, uh, you mentioned the fact that uh, Bones also did the Skullman anime. So I, I talked about the Skullman manga, the original. Anyway, so uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to check that out. But anyway, the visuals in this are cool. They're kind of vintage kind of retro-futuristic. I love the, uh, when we first see Raito, there's a big computer, or Shiba, there's a big computer in the office of the, like, detective or, or chief or whatever that he's talking to. It's got all these old-timey buttons on it. It's super, super cool. Um... I love the fact that uh, the androids, the we only really see the, the female android, android type A. Um, she's got like a neat vintage kind of look to her. She looks kind of weird, like down in the mouth, like kind of like empty, dumb, done, half finished. But the fact that she and um, type B combine into android Mashin, uh, or I think it's Mashin, anyway, uh, or Megashin, that's what it was, uh, look really, I mean, it, that that's a great look. It, it's a, that's a finished product. Um, it kind of reminds me of Kamen Rider build with the asymmetry, with like the spike going over on one shoulder, with the pink and blue, or the red and blue, whatever combined together. Uh, reminds me very much of Rabbit Tank, or, or Tank Rabbit, or whatever. Um, so that was a lot of fun, even though this came out years before, so maybe they were a little bit inspired by that. Uh, and then the look of uh, the Iron Detective uh, is incredible. I love, there's multiple Ichimori vibes, there's multiple Kamen Rider vibes there, and they tickle me. Uh, the lines on the eyes, that's like Detective K, that's like Android Kikaider, that's like, you know, whatever. Uh, the crest in the middle of his forehead that splits open, it reminds me, and even the color palette a little bit, uh, remind me of like uh, Kamen Rider, that was a ZO, with like the opening mouth and stuff. <laughs> I don't think his antenna moved, but that, that did, and I, I kind of think, well, Deno's uh, stuff moves around on his head, but like it kind of gives me Kuga vibes because of that gold crown and like the way it's shaped and everything. And I just love that it. it's like um, like a RoboCop, Common Rider, Android Kikaider type common uh, combined thing. And uh, gosh, I don't know, but the machines, the androids, whatever in this looked super cool. And I loved all the Ishinomori vibes I got from them. And 
just it's a good looking show the fights were the fight there was like a two minute fight at the end um it was amazing where um where Raito goes and he attacks uh Mikishin and they like, he like throws him up in the air and they're kind of like transparent a little bit and he hits him like 20 50 times whatever I don't know what it was and then he bops him into this uh building and the building explodes but like it explodes into like Jenga pieces or like separate squared piece I don't know how that works um and Megashin uh like while they're recovering um Jiro and and Raito you know are fighting each other or maybe maybe that started before and, and then he attacked Megashin in response to Megashin attacking him I'm not sure um but anyway like the way they like both kind of train like Jiro didn't really transform but he kind of did he like powered up and and uh, Raito transformed he like ripped off his clothes and stuff like it was like it was amazing. It was beautiful. It looked fantastic. I loved the white and black, the exploding of the lines. Uh, just like it just went crazy for like a minute or two minutes, and it was uh, it was explosive, and I loved it. And uh, like I actually <laughs> I went back and watched it multiple times just to see that again because it looked so darn cool. So anyway, and that um, like that's the great thing about tokusatsu and in anime, but like that blowing up that extreme spectacle that you get. Uh, nestled in with like a cool story and, and interesting ideas because i you know waxed philosophical about what the meaning of life is and what the meaning of justice is from this you know dumb kid show as somebody might say you know they got a pink uh hair colored guy and uh you know a uh a robot couple and things like that so anyway i find that to be very interesting i love the combination of everything uh it's it's just good stuff so Anyway, uh, I'm pretty much done. I'm going to remind you to go ahead and uh, subscribe to Henshin Inspection. I would I would suggest you subscribe to the whole Henshin Inspection feed because they these things all kind of um, feed off of each other. Like I uh, previous to this, I released on the Henshin Infection, Inspection, not Infection, uh, although that would be cool, Henshin Infection. Anyway, on the Henshin Inspection feed, uh, Ultraman Z Episode 5, my review of that, and then like over on my MiWi, um, I released, uh, I, I'm sharing all my stuff there, and I released a little video highlighting like three super cool effect shots that they accomplished in uh ultraman z episode five um i wanted to make gifts out of them but they're too darn long like one of them is a this car flipping and you get to see it from the inside when the the kaiju makes it flip and then it gets crushed and then uh there's like jetpack action uh pre-mandalorian jetpack action by the way um i think or maybe it was post could have been just post anyway doesn't matter um cool stuff um but uh, I referenced in that episode, which came out just a few days ago uh, at the time of this recording, that I'd have those over there on the MiWi, and now they're there. And if you're following all along with everything, the whole ecosystem of Henshin Inspection, you can be seeing the interplay between things, and you could go check that out. So anyway, I appreciate your time and attention. I'm going to go ahead and leave you with peace and blessings, and I ask that you remember that you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.